Okay, guys, uh, day two, Saturday the 30th. Is it the 30th? I don't know. I've check. just driven from Brisbane and I haven't had a coffee, so this could be a little sketchy. <laughs> uh, anyway, today with me is Joe from the DPI, that is DPI New South Wales, and most importantly, that is the DPI department that ad it regulates the R licence system. So, Joe. I reckon we should call, rather than GIJ, you should be DPIJ. I am DPIJ. I, I don't know where GIJ uh, came from. I reckon DPIJ. I'll take either one. DPIJ. <laughs> okay, DPIJ. So let's start from the very beginning. How okay. is public land hunting, and that's what we mean when we're talking about mm -hmm. public land hunting, regulated in New South Wales? Okay, so there's various layers of, of regulation sure. um, that we must abide by. So. The whole public land program is, I guess, underpinned by the Game and Feral Animal Control Act. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, <clears throat> so DPI hunting um, as a unit, we um, are basically the hunting regulator, and we administer that act. And there's different layers, as I mentioned, of regulation under that act. So, if you do hold an R license and you have booked into public land, mm -hmm. um, there's a few things that you need to abide by. So, um, basically the holder of an R licence needs to abide by the licence conditions, which are attached to the licence. Um, we also have a written permission system. So when you do book into the forest, you'll be generated a written permission. Mm -hmm. And that written permission lists all of the conditions of hunting in that forest. Now, because they're working forests in New South Wales, um, certain areas may be excluded from public access, okay? And that's for the safety of other forest users, forestry workers, and those types of things. So you need to abide by those written permission conditions as well. Um, and then we also have our hunting inspectors that do compliance operations in the forest, and they're there to educate and help and, and make sure that everyone is voluntarily complying and abiding by those conditions. So I guess they're the basic layers of, of public land hunting regulation. Okay, and look, I think that's really important to, to talk about. Um, while New South Wales can't play league, what they do really well <laughs> is the way they administer uh, public land. So a state forest in New South Wales is an, an area where you see lots of different activities, fishing, motorbikes, the whole lot. So it's really quite different to state forests in Queensland. So, um, and I think I suppose the next big jump then is, is that public land hunting open to people who aren't residents of New South Wales? Most definitely, yes. So um, we do offer um, the R licence to, to anyone in any state or even country. Um, so we do have a lot of licence holders in Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, a uh, few from Tasmania, Western Australia. Um, and we also have a few international licence holders as well. So that is another licence that we do offer. So, you know, uh, New South Wales welcomes hunters of all types. Um, we have, yeah, no issue with that. We actually encourage people to visit our state. Yeah, and, I look, and that's an interesting, again, you know, because people ask me, you know, why are you hunting in New South Wales? I've been hunting in New South Wales since 2008 um, through the R licence system. So it is open. And what, there's about 10% of all R licence hunters come from Queensland, is that about right? Yeah, roughly, yeah, yeah. 10, 12%, so, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a big chunk, so. Um, so the opportunity's there, so, um, so let's get, so, this R licensing sounds really good. I'm a new hunter. How do I so how do I how do I get to enjoy public land hunting in New South Wales? Okay, so um, there are a few steps involved in, in getting the license um, and booking a public land hunt, um, but it's not very difficult and not very daunting at all. Um, so basically, any new hunter that wants to take part in the program, um, you need to complete some mandatory education, okay, uh, and that's called the R, R license accreditation course. 
Um, so we offer that to delivery methods. You can do it face-to-face -face with a Hunter Leap trainer, such as yourself, um, or you can do it completely online through our website. Um, once you complete the training, uh, you need to be a member of an approved hunting organisation as well. Um, so there's a list of AHOs on our website, um, but most people are a member of, of a club um, that uh, satisfies that criteria. So if you're a member of a hunting club, just double check our website to make sure that, that you're eligible. Uh, once you complete the training, you'll be given an accreditation form or forms, depending on how you've, um, you've completed the course. And then you apply online or by post um, for the licence. So you just need to supply evidence of your AHO membership and that you've completed the course. Uh, you basically pay the licence fee um, and then you'll receive an interim licence within a few days and you can hunt off that interim licence as well. Mm. Um, you'll be given a licence number and a PIN number. That gives you pretty much instant access to, to the database. And then you can go in and, and make an online booking from there. That's right. And again, for those who don't know, it, the process is uh, basically administered from a hunter's point of view online. So, uh, you know, you, you go and you book the forest online um, and so you don't need to go to a DPI office or thing like that. You can do it from a, your home. And in fact, I've just renewed my R licence and again, that's an online activity and it was pretty painless. And oh, surprisingly, they got back to me in about 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was stunned. I was like, you know, yep, sure. We've got some really great service levels. We've got some really great staff that are very engaged and just love to help people. Um, as I said, we encourage everyone to visit our state to hunt. So we do have um, uh, pretty much a, an online system for everything, but mm -hmm. we do offer some face-to-face -face as well because there are some people that just don't like technology. Yeah, so we cater that. for everyone. Um, now, the online booking system is quite simple, and the reason why we do that is mainly around our risk assessment and to make sure that the activity is, is safe. Um, so we don't allow too many people to overcrowd forests and things like that. Um, we only allow one hunter per 400 hectares. Um, so that, you know, maintains safe okay. standards and those types of things. That's why, for instance, uh, when you hunt a forest, you'll see that it's actually got like uh, num hunter numbers or placements against that forest, and that's determined by that, that, that simple risk ratio of right. 400 hectares per, per person type thing. Yep. So if you hunt Pilliger, I think there's like 217 <laughs> spaces. That's right. If yeah. you hunt Severn, there's three or four, depending on yeah. what activity is going there. So, I mean, that's, that's the, I suppose, that's the cream for the hunter. So, what's my obligations? What's my part of the deal? Okay, so, as I mentioned, you need to be a member of an AHO. Yep. Um, you need to hold your R licence. You need to have your written permission with you. So, as I mentioned, when you book a hunt, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll receive a written permission. Now, that written permission is specific for the forest that you're hunting on. So, it'll have different conditions in there where you can and can't hunt, maybe where you can and can't camp. Um, it might have some advisories on like 1080 baiting for wild dogs and those types of things. Um, it'll tell you what hunting methods you can use. So we allow three hunting methods in the forest. Uh, one's hunting with firearms, hunting with bows and hunting with dogs. Yep. Um, it lets you know if you can hunt uh, nighttime with dogs, um, if it's a lonely forest and that, all those types of things. So um, you need to abide by those conditions of the written permission. You need to have that written permission with you, um, whether it's printed out or a digital version on your, on your smartphone. Um, and when you actually book a hunt and you've got that written permission, okay, you'll also be given a hunting and exclusion zone map for yep. that forest. Okay? Um, you need to have that map with you on a dedicated GPS device or a smartphone that has um, a map reading um, yep. application as well. Um, and that will show you 
as I mentioned, the hunting zones and the exclusion zones, okay? And uh, I think it's it, about that smartphone too, that yep. the technology now is you don't need signal for that smartphone Correct. to work. So you can yep. use your phone all the time, which is fantastic. It works off a GPS satellite. So that kind of leads us into, you know, what kind of safety gear does a new hunter, should a new hunter take into hunting on a state forest? Sure. So there are a few legislated items that you have to have. Okay, so one of those is your GPS device, whether it's a smartphone or a dedicated GPS device. You need to wear an article of blaze orange mm -hmm. on your upper body as well. Whether that's a buff, a hat, such as you know our model over here is displaying for us, <laughs> uh, or a vest or, or something like that. Yep. So that needs to be on you at all times. You need to be wearing that on your upper body. Yep. Again, that's a safety aspect. Um, you need to have your written permission with you, whether it's a printed copy or a digital copy, that needs to be with you at all times. You need to have your actual R license card with you as well. Yep. They're the legislated items that you need to have. Other safety items that we highly recommend or encourage you to have is something like a personal locator beacon. Yep. Um, or a GPS, yeah, a GPS satellite communicator, like an inReach or something like that, just in case you know you do get lost or there's an injury or something like that. Um, but really happy to say we've had no major incidents in public land hunting since the program began. And that's a really amazing fact because, you know, there's often the association with the risk with hunting, but in fact, in terms of statistically, you're it's gonna, one of the you're, safest you're, activities you can yeah, do. Yeah, that's right. Your kitchen's more dangerous than, than a state forest, you know. Mate, your kitchen or your job site or anything like so, that. I suppose that's all the, I suppose the big question is for a lot of people then, what's, what's the cost here? What is the, the cost associated okay. with this? So there's a cost to complete the training, yep. um, and that's different depending on how you actually complete the training. So if you do it for a club, they may have special deals or stuff yep. like that. If you do the online training, it's $40, whether you do one category or all three categories. Sure. Okay. Um, and then there's a license fee. So it's $75 per year for your R license. It gets cheaper if you um, yeah, have a longer license I've term. Bought, I bought five years. The five year term, yeah. So it's about $67.50, I think. Yeah, about, yeah about something like 320 bucks or something like that. Something so, like that, yeah. yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head, no. um, all those license fees. Um, so they're the only costs that are really involved. And there may be a cost for your AHO membership as sure. well. And uh, speaking of which, um, ADA are currently running the R license course right here, right now um, at the show over the whole weekend. So today, Saturday, and again Sunday. So they're running it right here. So you could come to the show, have a check stuff out, and actually get your license. That's right. Yeah. And and if you don't, if you need to join a, a club, the ADA have actually got a deal on uh, club membership as well. Yep, that's right. So you know, thanks for your support. We really appreciate you doing the education and stuff for us. So. Uh, We've got some people waving us down outside. Yeah, that's it. We're going to get uh, Anything else, mate? Because I think that's a, that's a good place for us to start. Yeah, no, look, more than happy to come back if you've got any other questions or anything else you want to discuss about public land hunting in New South Wales or if you want to talk about the Native Game Bird Management Program. Um, we have a lot of people from Queensland that come down and, and hunt the Riverina and, and help landholders control those problem ducks. So, mate, I could be here all day and I'd love to be here I think, I think that's you. it. I think that's a wonderful, that's, that's it. Yeah, we'll do this again and we'll, uh, we'll expand on those opportunities. Mate, thanks very much for your time. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, guys, that's podcast one for Saturday and we'll be launching the second one pretty soon. And that horrible noise in the back is the extreme motorbike, extreme motorbike event yeah. outside the window. See you around. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.